Hello, I'm Nicole Stoddard, the founding artistic director of Thinking Cap Theater. Welcome to From Christmas Tree Farm to Stand, a podcast series about the Florida Christmas tree farm industry. Funding for this program was provided through a grant from Florida Humanities with funds from the National Endowment for the Humanities. In today's episode, I talk with Franco and Robert Camacho from the Baron Christmas Tree Farm in Tallahassee, Florida. And here they are. Tell us about how you got into farming. How long ago was your farm established and how, how did it come about? Um, well, I moved here to go to Florida State University. Um, my brother and sister were living here at the time and my parents wanted to be closer to the family and me. So they got a large piece of land and- um, We kept Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, from Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, my dad has, uh, when he first came to this country, he worked in on a Christmas tree farm in North Carolina. In Costa Rica. <laughs> and I think a little bit in Costa Rica, where he's from. Um, and I guess when he got here, he just like, what am I gonna do with this land? And he decided to start planting trees in 1997 and little by little uh, slowly but surely it grew and and it is what we are now wow so you actually did you did he, you start working in farming franco in 1997 yes and is that when you started the bavarian farm I with the small trees and fix the ground and you know yeah, in 97, we started kind of clearing some of the land and getting yeah. it ready to plant. Um, I think it was more of an experiment in the beginning, and it just kind of grew. So, I mean, we're not that big of a farm, but it's much bigger than it was. And so it sounds like, though, since you are now a father and son operation, that this has this has become a family business, right? So can you maybe say something about that sort of aspect of it is it is it something that you ever envisioned yourself doing robert no not at all <laughs> i thought maybe i'd just be helping out you know because i didn't even live here i lived in orlando i lived in different cities and stuff but um i would always come back to help for help the farm during the season but i i don't think i envisioned myself taking over but now I, i'm enjoying it more and We'll see where it goes. And here you are now. Yeah. So growing up, did you, you came, like, did you work on the farm around the holidays? I mean, in the beginning, it was really nothing. It was very small, you know, and it took, it takes four years for the trees to get anywhere near selling point. So basically it was just planting and then waiting and then uh, trial and error, you know? Yeah. Did you all initially do, were you initially a tree farm or did you start out with the intention of having a, like a different type of farm, a more diverse farm that had say produce or something, or was it always, the intention always was to do tree farming? I don't think the farm was ever an intention in the very beginning. Well, the thing I, I used to live in North Carolina, I used to work in pretty much over there and in Boyd pretty much trees I like him. I asked my wife, she's from Germany, from Oxford. And she like creamers and we get into scams and yeah, doing that, right. you know. Yeah. 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 Basically it just came from his past working on a Christmas tree farm in uh, North Carolina and kind of like, what am I gonna do with this land? You know? So Yeah, amazing. 
Okay, well, so let's talk a little bit about um, the size of your farm and the kinds of trees you grow and how many trees you can grow on your farm. Well, I tell you something. In the beginning, we start with, we, we get to Association of Climate Trees here in Florida. Uh, we, I went to the meetings and they told me what kind of trees, but it happened that the trees that is plant in, in Central Florida is not the same area here because the ground is clay here over the sun. And I, I plant drum trees. In the beginning, it was really hard, but they asked, I realized little by little, I get, I get with two kinds only now. It's Carolina fire and a red cedar. Because I have a plant, I lose a lot of money, no grow here, no, no really grow here. Basically the trial and error part, uh, you know, didn't really know, we couldn't grow the trees that a lot of people are used to getting from up north. So we had to figure out what kind of trees we could grow and sell and and pine was not one of them <laughs> we still have some of the originals they're huge but they're not christmas trees anymore they're just just trees they're just nice yeah um but red cedar and uh carolina sapphire that really is arizona family yeah and then um all the other ones i mean we really don't grow anymore because they either died off or got uh, diseases or they just didn't sell. So um, these two trees are the best best ones and people like their fragrance, their color. Nice, and so you're not bringing in trees from, from the north either. Are you, are you just growing and selling your own trees in these two varieties? Well, we started bringing some trees in from up north for people that want to experience the farm and they have to have that tree from up north some people are just they grew up with it and that's there's no changing it so uh we do that for, for you know for that convenience um but uh, some people yeah some people just come to bring their kids and wander around and and just in, you know it's nice and cool and it's just a nice atmosphere and you know sometimes they just end up leaving with the tree from up north but you know they still got the feel like they got their tree from a tree farm you know yeah so if they're getting those trees from you all, they're they're buying them already cut. But if they want to have the experience to cut and choose, they can do that with the red cedar and the Carolina sapphire. Yes, if they need help, we'll come down and cut it for them. It's not a problem. Wow. So in terms of the the number of trees that you have growing at any given time, like how many acres is your farm? What is that? What does the lay of the land look like? The whole the whole land is about twenty acres, but um, I think we have maybe maybe 10 acres planted. We could plant a lot more, but we're still growing and uh, we just, we don't have enough business to, you know, plant the, the whole property. If we did, we'd have a lot of ex, extra trees. <laughs> but every year we, we plant a little bit more. So maybe five, 10 years from now, the whole thing might be planted. I don't know, but we'll see how it goes. So how many trees are on 10 acres of land then? It's about 2,500 right now. That are, are ready to cut or just period? No, are ready to cut maybe maybe 600. And the all together is about 2,500 plus the small ones. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 at the most. And so the good thing is, because you're a cut and tree farm, the, the 600 that are ready, they just hang out. <laughs> yeah. And if they get chosen, that's great. Yeah. If not, 
get bigger. The ones that survive the Christmas season get bigger next year. And someone that wants one of those big trees, you know, some kind of like don't sell so they can get bigger because some people want like a 15 foot tree or or more sometimes. So, so let's talk about um, from seed or seedling uh, or sapling to tree. Like what's, what's the time commitment involved um, in the work that you all do say over the course of the year? Like, what are you doing in the off months? We, we all have this idea, I think in our minds of uh, this very nostalgic, joyful idea of what might happen on a tree farm in November. But what are you all doing in, say, July or August? First, we, we don't plant from the seed. Um, we get uh, seedlings. They're anywhere from, what, six months to a year old? Yeah, some, some years, some just only yeah, some, six months. Yeah, you know, some are maybe a, a, foot, a foot tall. And then we also buy some that are a little bit bigger to kind of advance the the waiting time but basically from where the size we buy them it takes four years to get to a point where we could possibly sell it you know if we did it from seed it'd probably take five if we did that or more and um what was your other question um and so what are you doing in like what does your work day or work meet week or month look like in say july when we're six months out from christmas well it's the weather is just really nasty in July. So we kind of mainly just cut the grass, you know, mm -hmm. we're mainly just, you know, making sure it doesn't turn into jungle. Yeah. We jungle and grass and stuff. So we just, that's the main thing that we do in the summer months is mowing the grass. It's just every, <laughs> every couple of days you got to mow a part of it, you know? Um, and then here shortly, um, we're going to start trimming the trees because they, you know, they'd have to be trimmed to kind of give it that more Christmas tree shape. And um, that's a lot of work. And then there's just a lot of, you know, you know, raking and making everything look nice and pretty. And there's a lot of work into it. Work hard from September to, to December and after we, after to February or March to replace again. Yeah, the, the hardest working months are September all the way to to March, really, because after Christmas, we got to remove the stumps or cut them off and put a tree right where it was. So we just keep keep going. And based on how we did that year, you know, we'll say how many more trees we're going to um, plant. We, and we don't have, you know, we're not a huge farm. We don't have all kinds of machinery to you know, drill holes in the ground for us, and we can just plop them in. We got to dig them all. The shovels by hand. It's all all hand hand work here. You know, we have some machines for trimming and stuff, but we don't have tractors and stuff like that. Maybe one day. Yeah. Right. Well, so that's an interesting part of the process that that customers, right, that are coming to buy trees, are not thinking about that. When you cut that tree and you strap it to the roof of your car and you ride off to decorate it, you all come January have to actually remove stumps and plant more trees. Yep. In some cases, we don't remove the stump. We just cut it round level and just plant the tree like nearby it. It eventually rots out and we can, it'll be easier because when it's fresh, it's, if you don't have, a, you know, a special machine to take it out, it's, it's brutal work <laughs> just for one. So, yeah. And so coming into the holidays, 
how like how busy are you what what is the the hustle bustle life on a tree farm like uh in november when you're about to open well in november actually in the end of october we uh offer people to come here and tag their tree like you know so you don't come in december and then you're like oh man all the all the best ones are gone so if you come in october november uh you can come Tag your tree, put your family name on it, put your phone number, and when you're ready to come get it, it's there. It's there waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was the other question? I'm sorry. Well, that is super smart. I love the idea that you could tag your tree in October, especially for, for people that are really uh, big planners and crazy for Christmas, like mm -hmm. myself. <laughs> I would like to tag my tree in October. It caught on really quick. Uh, we tried it the first the first year. It wasn't doing too heavy on Facebook, and then the next year it did it on Facebook. And then a lot of like a lot of people kept you know they're coming and like, what is this tree with the tag on? I was like, it's already paid for. It's already someone's gonna take that one home already. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, we only had one incident with somebody tried to cut uh, a tag tree down, but I caught him in time. <laughs> oh dear! It's like picking a puppy. It's like which one in the litter, but you're picking a tree. And it, it it's exciting because it lets you kind of like build the, then you get people coming to the farm more than once and they're, they have the anticipation of like going back and getting the one that they've picked. So mm -hmm. good idea. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, okay. And so that's the, that's the like first step in the process, letting, letting patrons, uh enter the farm in october so then what happens when you like officially open it for them to come and start cutting and picking this is in november when uh the day after thanksgiving okay so, the gates open uh and yeah basically we're just open from 10 o'clock till you can't see anymore till the sun's going down so um probably, it's usually around six around that time of year so six six thirty yeah, the most, some people come late because yeah. they have to be the farming work. And, yeah, and it's, and it's hard to. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna I think we're gonna install a uh, like a parking lot type light to for some of these people that come at the very last moment. And maybe it'll help. Uh, it's kind of hard to get a Christmas tree with a flashlight. <laughs> I can imagine. So. Um, what is what is your staff like does your staff increase to to accommodate the number of people cutting or is it still like i mean how how many people are there on the ground helping folks cut these trees down it's mostly a family thing uh it's me and my father and my mom hangs out there and greets all the people um and i have my nephew that comes uh and helps out and it's just in a neighbor and a couple of neighbors and that's that's it it's kind of like a Almost like a volunteer thing. Wow, that, that sounds literally like a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> when it's busy, it's busy. When it's not, it's you know, you're just kind of hanging out. I usually keep myself busy and you know, go and cut. You know, some somebody will cut a tree and this stump will be you know sticking out. I'll you know cut it down to ground level so no one trips on it and stuff like that. So in terms of being a tree farmer in Florida, is there anything that you think is, is unique to, to doing this kind of work here as opposed to somewhere else, say up north? Just the fact that we're a Christmas tree farm in Florida. Like people <laughs> yeah. realize that it exists. Every year people are like, I didn't know you guys were here. I didn't 
know this was possible. And, you know, I explained we can't grow every kind of tree here, but we can grow trees that still smell and look beautiful in your house. And um, yeah, it's not, there's not too many uh, Christmas tree farms in Florida. So it's, it is unique in that sense. Um, I mean, do you find that people are year after year, like people are coming and saying that they, they, they've come from across the state to, to come and cut trees? Does that happen or crossing state lines? Yep, there's some people that are on their way to visit or, or they'll actually come here from, what, 100 miles away? Tampa. We've had someone come from Tampa. I'm yeah. not sure yeah. if it was just to come to us or they have, I'm not exactly sure what, how the story went, but that Tampa is the, the farthest away I know of. Um, and some people come from like 50 miles away or people that live in like really rural areas, you know. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Customers, you know, year after year. The same repeat customers that are locals. Yeah. So it becomes a tradition, right? It's a tradition to go to the Bavarian tree farm. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had, uh, people that came when they were in strollers and now they're coming with their own kids. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you all have, do you offer anything else on your farm around the holidays or do you keep it very simple? Like we do trees. That's our thing. Is there uh, are there animals on your farm? Are you doing anything else on the farm besides that for folks that want to come and check out your farm? Well, the only animals we have is our our, our dog Lolly, but um, <laughs> but the neighbor have horses and donkeys. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> but um, yeah, they, they are actually visible when you're looking for a tree. Uh, we have like a children's playground with like swings and little rocking. Uh, toys i'm not sure what they're called but uh you know <laughs> a little play area for kids to, to hang out and we give them candy canes if they if they want one and but honestly they don't need anything they're just so excited to run wild and you know just the air is so nice and it just smells so fresh all the trees have a put a great smell in the air and um yeah we're I, we're not that big of a farm to do Hey, ride. We don't even have a, a wagon. <laughs> so, Some people have picnic here. Yeah. So, oh yeah, we offer. We have tables set up so you can come out and you know have lunch if you want to have lunch and bring the family and just congregate. And some people make a big deal out of it. You know, they're going to pick the right tree and they bring fifteen family members to do this. You know, and uh, sometimes they bring. There's like five cars pull up. We're like, oh my god, we're going to be busy. It's just one family. <laughs> oh wow. So, but that's a really special thing, though. I love the idea of of having picnic tables there and people knowing that they can come and it can it can I mean, life is as meaningful as we make it, right? So knowing that you can go and pick a tree and like have a place to to sit and and gather is really nice. I like that idea. I love to cook too. I'm considering maybe doing some kind of little food thing, but we'll yeah, see. that would be great. I say I say experiment. Oh. We also have a little uh, Christmas gift shop as well. You know, uh, in the beginning, my mom's from Germany and she had a lot of German Christmas ornaments and stuff like that. And through the years, we've gone down, but we try to replenish it. And basically, we just have all kinds of Christmas ornaments and everything Christmas in the shop. And it's all, it's all nice set up with a, a manger and Christmas lights. See, you have more there than you than you're thinking to mention. <laughs> yeah. You've got a lot of good stuff happening. Yeah. 
Um, do you have any particularly fond memories uh, beyond what you just mentioned, which were some great ones, um, either about your own process of, you know, maybe working with your dad on the farm or your own family traditions as they relate to the farm, or it could be something with a customer, anything come to mind? Well, a lot of great uh, friends, uh, just seeing uh, faces year after year, you know, kids, now adults. Um, you know, sometimes we throw little, I guess, outdoor barbecue party type things and have all these people that we've met and friends and family come together and have a barbecue um, as a result of, you know, these people that we've met. And um, it's just really great to see these people, you know. Marshmallows. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, roasted marshmallows. Um, you know, it's like you see them year after year. Sometimes you might see them at the grocery store or whatever, but you almost always see them come back and or if you they miss a year they're like oh i was in oregon or whatever and then it's just it's just good to see familiar faces like that and new ones of course yeah well so franco is robert doing a good job yeah hey. he's doing a good job uh, you know i get old mm -hmm. i need help now you know <laughs> every year for me it's hard and i'm glad that he's helped to me because uh, i can't handle anymore you know it's a work it's hard work now and 77 plus a year for me now. Plus all the you know internet stuff that he can't really handle. So I, I pretty much do all the marketing and stuff on Facebook. Well, see, that's why it's good to have multiple generations uh, mm -hmm. working working on a farm like this. I mean that that's makes sense, right? Very smart. Yep. Um, so I have one more question for you, which is about the pandemic. I mean. We've said that this is, uh, you know, your industry is an industry that a lot of Floridians don't realize even exist. Um, but it seems like there's not anyone that wasn't affected by the pandemic. So, what did it? What kind of effect did the pandemic have on you all on the farm? You feel like you got through it okay? You had you had patrons coming during the pandemic. What was the experience uh, like? We did not close and. I gotta be honest, I don't think it affected us um, at all. I think we actually did better than the year before, strangely enough. Uh, and I believe that's because, you know, everybody being locked in their house or, you know, staying out of society, they, the one thing they weren't gonna stop is, you know, celebrating Christmas and getting a tree. So. I think that worked out in our favor, you know, it was, I really didn't feel any, any negativity from that. Yeah. I mean, I think if it's, if you've got a nice big outdoor space, it probably was like, a, it was that, yeah. it's not like walking into a store, you know, you know, and we wore masks and everything, but yeah, I can't say it affected us. Well, I'm glad though, that it sounds like you actually had the kind of space that that allowed people to feel like something normal was happening <laughs> during a very abnormal time if it was like a farm where we sold things year-round i'm sure it would affect us maybe a little bit more but you know it's a one time a year thing so and we're a good source of uh, christmas trees so <laughs> not too many options right well can you all think of anything else that you want to share with listeners about life on a Florida tree farm 
for the the day in day out work you do? Uh, just that it's not as easy as it seems. It's not just uh, planting a tree and walking away. You know, you know when they're young and they're not established, you have to make sure they're watered. You know, we don't have a big irrigation system. Everything's done by hand. We'll walk around with the hose and make sure they're all getting water. If there's a little bit of a drought, we gotta keep giving them water and uh, we pray for rain because the more it rains, the easier it is on us. Uh, so far this year, it's been pretty good. Um, it's just a lot more work than what it seems. And then when it's Christmas time and we're running around doing all that's hard work too, you know, loading up the trees and, you know, dragging them to the, to the car, to the shaker. We put them in a shaker, shake all the excess uh, needles off and slide them in a net. And then we tie them to the car for them if they need help. If not, we've offered free twine so they can do it themselves. But um, also, um, when they come here to cut the tree down, you know, we offer them a saw and some gloves and, and they usually give it to the son, you know, and he runs around and finds the tree he wants. And, but, you know, if it's somebody that's not interested in cutting it down, uh, you know, we'll come by and cut it down for them. Yes. So the takeaway is do not think tree farmers have it easy because they only are selling trees in November and December, that yeah, it is. Christmas it is a year round. <laughs> It'd be nice if Christmas was in July too. It'd be great. <laughs> now that's another thing that you might want to look at because for like, I've always heard of there being like parties that people will have Christmas in July. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some kind of concept you could come up with for an event in July. Well, the other uh, event I was thinking about was uh, starting a pumpkin patch. Yes. <laughs> all that extra land that we haven't planted trees yet, I was thinking about planting a whole bunch of pumpkins and then kind of having like a, a pumpkin patch. And maybe that'll be, you know, another event for people to come, even though it's close to Christmas, it's still a nice time of year. And I thought, I think it'd be pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, people that people may not know that the tree farm exists, but if they come for pumpkins, then they learn about the trees and vice versa. Yes, so. that was my thinking, but just uh, time passed and I realized it's just too late to plant them. Uh, you have to plant them in like June, July. Yeah, it's very hard to, to start, you know. So next year, I'm definitely gonna do that. I'm gonna ask people this year and be like, what do you think if I do this, you know, would you guys wanna come out with your family twice, you know? And, uh, cause we're not really in the heart of Tallahassee, we're on the outskirts. We're, you know, 20, 20, 25 minutes away from town, so. Okay. Well, I, I can say I like the fact that you're in Tallahassee where it would actually be cool to get a tree, like the temperature would feel would feel like uh, something storybook, <laughs> a little crisper. Yes, uh, no snow. I mean, we've had snow before, but nothing, you know, nothing remarkable. But um, the weather, the weather is usually nice, but there are some random days that it's just like, oh, my God, it's like 85 degrees. And then the next day is 50, you know, it's the weather is really weird here, but. Absolutely. Can you think of anything else you want to share, Franco? Uh, I don't know what can I say much, you know. It's a also, we have a good year and now with the problem is, uh, it's hard to find the trees now. It's hard to find the seedlings yeah. that we usually get. Yeah. I don't know if other farmers are buying them or, or what. Too much development and yeah. they buy the trees. Oh yeah, a lot of the trees, 
people use them for their uh, neighborhoods, uh, you know, new develop developers for landscaping and stuff, because they're really, they're really nice, pretty trees to have, you know, just as a tree in your yard. Yeah, that was something I was going to ask you at the early in our conversation was about the seedlings, right? Like where are this, who, who are the farmers that are growing the seedlings? Because that seems to be pretty common that tree farmers will not grow from seed, but they will grow from seedlings. Yeah, that's like a whole other beast, you know, like if we had employees and we were a lot bigger, I think we would do something like that. But it's really just me and my dad, you know, uh, during Christmas season, we get a couple people to help and stuff. But um, I don't know, I, we might look into that. Uh, I think my dad tried it before, but I, I don't know what he did and how it worked. I guess it didn't work out. But, you know, I could probably research that. Um, one thing I was going to add, uh, oh yeah, a lot of people have, have been uh, asking about buying a tree that's not in the ground so that when they, they can bring it home, celebrate Christmas, and then plant it. So um, what does that entail? You can sell, I mean, I think that's a great idea that you could sell it. Would it be like in burlap wrapped or something? Well, they're in pots. They're in, in large pots. They're not big trees. They're just, you know, maybe four feet, five feet tall, but you know, you can have like a Charlie Brown kind of tree and then <laughs> plant it. And then next year it might be, it might be ready, or you can just make a tradition out of it and plant one every year. And eventually there'll be Christmas trees or just keep them in your yard forever. I love that idea. So that came about because people were asking about that option. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people want like a six, seven foot tree that's not in the ground. I'm like, if I would have thought of that seven years ago, it might, might be okay. <laughs> You know, people don't realize how long it takes. People think, you know, in a year or two, there's a Christmas tree. It, it takes, a, you know, you we're already thinking about two or three years ahead from now. You know, people don't realize that it's very, you know, this year is great, but we have to think about next. The cycle. Yeah, the cycle, the cycle is, is long. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, besides the hard work is time. Well, I, we, I'm certainly glad that you all exist and I'm glad and you're part of the, the Florida Christmas Tree Association. So hopefully there's strength in the growing numbers of farmers that exist in our state. And um, I look forward to seeing, to following on social media and seeing how, seeing how you all do this season. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, almost every year, our trees go to the capital, state capital. Really? So how, what does that entail? Uh, well, uh, a representative uh, gives us a call, says, I want, you know, three, seven, you know, whatever sizes they want. We tag them ourselves. And when they're ready, the they send some state workers to come here and pick it up. We have them all ready to go. And, and they uh, put them up in the Capitol. And I think I've never gone, but my parents have met what, three different governors you know, and taking pictures with them and had a little ceremony. But ever since COVID, that 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 situation that's hasn't happened. Yeah. We have to our trees anyway. Well, I think that's another marketing opportunity that you could be the official, unofficial uh, tree farm that provides trees to the to the uh, cap government buildings at the Capitol. <laughs> yeah. I also have a little fear of marketing too much because if we sell too many trees, we won't have them the next year. You know, like it's, I want to slowly grow 
as much as it'd be nice to just have a blowout season, then it'd be sad next year, the next year, you know? So it's got to start tapping into the other, other, uh, other 10 acres. Kettle, yeah. Cut it to your pumpkin farm. Yeah. I think <laughs> if, if we can get our hands on a lot of seedlings, I think we might do that and look forward to four years from now. You know, right. something that I want to tell for every acre, we can plant 800 trees. Each acre can hold about 800 trees. So you could plant, you could plant more, a lot more. A lot more, yeah, yeah. but the, the, the thing is, you know, a lot of work and it's, it's not too easy doing, and it's what I do little by little every year, you know. I now I have my son that helped me, but before I used to myself, and it's, it's, it's job, and especially in summertime, is too hot. Mm -hmm. You can do it, it's too hot. And you have to get from September, from September to April at the time to do any work because after the heat coming, it's impossible, you know, yeah. Yeah. But they, you know, I don't know, maybe we're going to plant more trees now, he helped me, but they just, we thinking about, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. This was great. I appreciate spending this time with you and learning about what you do. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more episodes in this series.